Okay, welcome back. AI Podcast Week 50, Part 1. Austin Coates in Kansas City, Missouri. Joined by Isaiah Sanders, who's out in Nashville, Tennessee. Isaiah, after the uh, sad, sad death of your fantasy football undefeated season, how are you doing? I'm still recovering. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep tonight, but <laughs> we're, I'm going to grind through this podcast for the people. So, Wow, that's so very noble of you and very courageous. Um, just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> so the Chiefs coming off a strong victory against the Los Angeles Chargers this past Sunday. Now we'll return home to the friendly confines of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium to face the defending Super Bowl champions, the uh, other team from Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, Isaiah, have you quite seen a Super Bowl hangover like what we're seeing out of the Los Angeles Rams this year? Man, this isn't a Super Bowl hangover. This is a Super Bowl blackout. Um, (laughs) They are... They tough, need they tough year. They need for the Rams. they're like at the point where they need like Narcan to to keep living. I think it's gotten to that point. I mean, they've lost four straight games now, including one from the Cardinals. Got just absolutely curb stomped by the 49ers on Monday Night Football, and which they just threw a pick in the end zone. Strong work there. Um, just to. Salt in the wound. Gravy to those mashed potatoes. Salt in the wound. Yep. Thanksgiving week, you know, thinking about gravy. Um, but yeah, no, this this Rams team has been lifeless on offense. Uh, they have they've had one good week on offense, and that was against the Falcons in week two. Um, and the Falcons don't have much to speak of defensively. And now this team doesn't have Cooper Cup. And so uh, I think Sean McVay is kind of wishing he took that TV job. Yeah. Yeah, no Cooper Cup. And even with Cooper Cup, they weren't really getting the job done. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's done or what. I mean, he has not looked good this year at all. And, um, I mean, I'm glad he got his Super Bowl last year. Uh, but it doesn't look too good down there in L.A. for those guys. And uh, that defense has been the staple of that team for the last couple of years and has really kind of carried them prior to the acquisition of Odell Beckham last year and uh, to the acquisition of Matthew Stafford. It was the defense that carried Jared Goff uh, in that team into the playoffs several years and into the Super Bowl. And I just don't... Go ahead. They won They won that Super Bowl, so I'm going to ask you, Austin, say that you are a Rams fan. Would you take that Super Bowl knowing that, you know, watching this Rams team right now and knowing you don't have any first-round picks? Oh, man. Are you willing to accept they might be just bad the next five, six years in trade for that one Super Bowl win? See, this is the kind of argument that you get in baseball sometimes, like with the Royals. Would you trade that World Series we won for, you know, going to the playoffs every year like the New York Yankees and then just bailing out before you even get to the World Series? 
But in the case of the Rams, they don't have any draft capital high in the draft at all. They used it all on Matthew Stafford. And um, it doesn't look good. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, But a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl at the end of the day. Uh, So I don't know that I could trade that, but they're also going to look pretty rough for the next couple of years because they can't trade for anybody unless they're giving up assets. They can't even draft anybody in the first round for what? Till what? 2024 or five, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, nope. At least I think 2024, because yeah, they have the 2022 and 2023 for Stafford. So, I mean, they got, and I kind of was thinking about this when the Rams did all of that stuff and were just shelling out first round picks like it was nobody's business. Uh, I said they better win a Super Bowl because <laughs> if they don't, it's going to look really bad. But it turns out it looks really bad and they did win a Super Bowl. Um, so I, I just think Matthew Stafford's declining and, uh, the defense is declining too, I think as a result. And I'll tell you what, I think this chief's offense can make them decline even further. Um, yep. They got Aaron Donald up front. They got some guys up front who can do some things. Uh, but what's new, you know, the chiefs faced the bills, the chiefs faced the 49ers, the chiefs faced the, uh, Oakland or uh, Las Vegas Raiders who don't have a great defense, but their defensive line did some things to the chiefs in that Monday night football game. So what's new? I mean, what do you think this chiefs offense can do to this once feared defense of the Rams? Well, I think they're going to honestly, they should be able to move the ball at will. Um, and this is going to come, there might be a couple drives where Aaron Donald might make a play uh, or Jalen Ramsey's going to bat a pass. But ultimately, like, football, you know, three fa- all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. And with the Lambs, the Rams' lack of production. The Lambs? Offense, that wasn't even intentional just now. <laughs> that just – I mean, it know, makes sense, though. <laughs> that just came out. The Lambs, we're going to – they're they're not the lambs on this podcast. Um, just their lack of production on offense uh, that makes it tough for a defense. So even when you have guys like Donald Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, when your offense isn't moving the ball and your defense is having to be out there an extra twenty plays per game, um, offenses are too good nowadays uh-huh. in the NFL for that to happen. You can't give Patrick Mahomes that many times. They couldn't even afford to give Andy Dalton that many times uh last week against the saints and so i mean andy dalton uh what wasn't it colt mccoy playing against against them the other week or was did kyler get to play i think kyler did play in that game um but you know playing those two quarterbacks and not scoring over 20 points against either of those teams um this chief's offense i mean This could be a 40-point outing for the Chiefs, I think. I mean, you would hope. And then on top of that, (laughs) Isaiah, Matthew Stafford's not even going to play. So they're going to have – they're going to bring a backup quarterback into Arrowhead Stadium. And I think the the Chiefs are going to um, mess up 
this backup quarterback. I don't even know his name. And I think, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a bloodbath. And I'll tell you Mark what, Perkins. I'll tell you right now, Isaiah, it's going to be <laughs> silence of the lambs. That's what's going to be happening at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to our official picks a little bit later on. But I'll be honest with you, this better not be a close game given the state of this Rams team currently. But, you know, we've we've been here with the Chiefs. Something tells me it'll end up being a 28-21 to 21 game or something. Oh, but gosh, uh, yeah. you, you just can't ever tell with this team sometimes. But with that, time to move into the picks of the week. And a uh, couple good ones to talk about this week, Isaiah. So, of course, we got the Thanksgiving Day games. And uh, in the 3 p.m. slot, Cowboys always host a game, and it's going to be the Giants and the Cowboys. And uh, the first time around between these two teams was a pretty good game. And uh, these teams share the same record currently, so this will be for second place in the division. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be as good. You have the Cowboys coming off a 40-3 victory over the previous one-loss Minnesota Vikings. Meanwhile, the Giants picked up a loss against the Detroit Lions. Um, and that kind of tells you about, you know, these two teams are both 7-3, but I think the Cowboys are a significantly better 7-3 and football team. And, I mean, Vegas tends to agree with Dallas being nine-point favorites in this game. Um, The Giants might be able to keep it close if they can get Saquon Barkley going, control the clock a little bit. Um, But I think this Cowboys offense is going to prove to be too much. You know, they're figuring out they need to get Tony Pollard more involved in the offense. They're they're seeing his explosion. And so our Cowboys take care of business at home. And uh, Mike McCarthy will be eating a turkey leg on the sideline. <laughs> I agree, man. I think that Cowboys defense is really good. And uh, I think that's something that could carry them deep into the playoffs if they keep performing at this level. Um, so I like the Cowboys as well. Moving on to Sunday, we've got a rematch of the AFC Divisional Round last year. We got the Cincinnati Bengals going back to Tennessee to face the Titans. Um, Tennessee, I think they're starting to heat up a little bit, but that Titans defense, we saw it in the Chiefs game. They're no joke, and that is a defense that I don't want to see come January or February. So where do you stand on this one? You know, I think the Titans can pick up another win here. Honestly, they should have beat the Bengals last year in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I think they sacked Joe Burrow ten times that game. It was insane. And so they can do similar things to this offensive line. I mean, we've seen how explosive the Chiefs offense can be. And the Chiefs, it took them till overtime um, to win against – the Titans, well, they were being quarterbacked by Malik Willis, who got one first down in the second half. Um, so the Titans win games ugly, but they win games. They are a 7-3 football team. It is not by accident. Mike Variable is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I, I still do not trust Zach Taylor worth a lick. Um, 
you know, I think they're he's shown me a little bit more this year, getting away from just throwing bow balls all the time. Uh, they've improved on the ground a little bit, but I still like the Titans in this game. Yep, give me the Titans as well. That defense, I'm telling you, man. They really made me nervous in that Sunday night game. And, yeah, I don't want to see those boys again because that was ugly. And uh, then the final game is going to be the Packers and Eagles on Sunday night football in Philadelphia. Uh, A couple weeks ago, the Packers had a dramatic come-from-behind victory against the Cowboys at their home stadium. They then pooped the bed last week in their game um, against the Titans at home. Uh, This, I mean, their their season may be over as it sits right now, just record-wise, but you look at that NFC, and it is still anybody's, anybody's game to get into the playoffs. So what do you think about this game here. I mean, I tend to I tend to side with the Eagles because that defense is good. The offense is not as good as the defense is, but they have some dynamic playmakers on that team. Yeah, I'm already regretting this now that I'm starting to say it out loud. Oh, no. I'm saying it in my head, but uh, I think Packers match up pretty well with the <laughs> Eagles. Um, they have a lot of athletes on defense that can look to contain Jalen Hurts and company. We've seen the Colts and um, the Commanders slow down this Eagles offense the past couple weeks. Of course, the Eagles did get the win against the Colts, but that was 17-16. And Jalen Hurts is not exactly Derrick Henry. He's a fantastic runner, but he's not a bruiser by any stretch, nor is Miles Sanders. And so I think the Packers defense can do some good things in this game. And, um, you know, they, they showed they can run the ball against Dallas, getting Aaron Jones the ball, getting A.J. Dillon the ball. And I think if they can do that, control the clock a little bit, slow this game down, um, which the Eagles like to run the ball anyway, so this should be a pretty quick moving clock. Um, The Packers will at least be able to keep it close. And then if Rodgers can just make a couple throws, I would not be surprised at all if the Packers won this game. So you're going to put money on that or what? We're taking the Packers. Okay. All right. Whatever you say. On to our picks of the week. Um, yeah, so I think this game should theoretically between the chiefs and Rams, not even be close, like at all, like the Chiefs should not allow them to score more than 10 points playing at home, playing the way the defense has been playing against a unseasoned NFL quarterback. Um, but something tells me, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, but I'll take the Chiefs here by 14. Uh, whether it's, you know, 34 to 20, something. I don't know. I still think that Chiefs run defense is a little suspect at times. But uh, I'll take the Chiefs. Give them to me 14 points. So taking the Chiefs at 14 means you're taking the Rams to cover. This this line moved up to the Chiefs. 14 and a half wow. with the with uh, Matt Stafford being out. Um, I'll go ahead and take the Chiefs in this one. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say uh, 38 to 10 
Um, I'll just say that McVay will be able to manufacture a touchdown somehow. Um, but I really think Chiefs can get after this Rams team. Again, this this Rams team is banged up. No Matt Stafford. Not guaranteed even John Walford, their actual backup, will be able to play in this game. So we might see, you know, third stringer out there, Bryce Perkins. Um, and just even with the, as bad as the Rams are playing, no team's going to be able to win many games with their third string quarterback. And so can't hold that against the Rams. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs, hopefully they can uh, look to experiment offensively a little bit in this game. That's dangerous to say because any given week in the NFL, any team can win. Um, but get Pacheco's ball some more. Uh, try and get Tony back healthy and get him on some designer plays. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the Chiefs can do. Yeah, I agree. Again, shouldn't even be close, but here we are. Uh, if it's 38 to 10, Isaiah, it means I'm probably walking away from the TV in like the third quarter and doing other things, to be honest with you. Um, that's my kind of Sunday right there. But uh, that'll do it for us this week. Just a little bit of more cross-promotion. Join me weekly for updates to the World Cup. England and USA, Black Friday. It doesn't get any better than that. Football all day Thursday. England and USA, a rematch of the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812 on Friday. Join me each week as I update you on the World Cup as well. But for now, Isaiah, it's time for the final play. Take us home. Oh, I'd like to take this time to mourn my undefeated oh, season in, in fantasy football. It was a great run at NNO. Uh, but, but as Monday Night Football has in fact racked up, the final score was 106.4 to 106.78. Um... I could have won if Justin Herbert wouldn't have thrown a pick or if the Cardinals-Niners game wouldn't have been a blowout at the end of the third quarter or if I would have started Cortland Sutton over Kenyon Drake or um, James Cook over Kenyon Drake or if Cade York would have made a field goal. There's a variety of things, but at the end of the day, I have finally lost my first game, but this team's going to be better for it. We'll be bounced back, ready for the playoffs. Ifs and buts, Isaiah. So you're telling me you guys are going to put in a strong week of practice and strong week of watching tape, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to send a message to this team, let them know that there's a reason they're not an undefeated team. The Dolphins can get their cigars out because no undefeated teams here. We're back, we're back to grind. <laughs>